everybody, watch out and look up. It's Keep Up with Sloven Sane and Osla Malo. Welcome to the show. Welcome with the rest of the Keep Up crew. I have my comrades and cohorts. I'm trying to get this right, guys. Like I said, Osla Malo, Harry, John, and Neil. I was told to keep that short. And that's cool. We will do that. We got John, the moderator. And Neil is an engineer on the show that got everything started. Let's keep that short and simple. Why not? Let's get some motherfucking topics. What the fuck happened? Damn, son, where'd you find this? And a lot happened with uh, with Trump. Once again, this what the fuck happened, it should be called what the Trump. <laughs> what the Trump, that's what you rename it, unfortunately, no. Hopefully in 2021, guys, this will change. But then again, it'll probably be like what the convict Trump, like who knows? Like he'll be like in jail behind bars or assassinated somewhere in Russia. I don't even know. What the but, fuck uh, Trump? That's our segment. <laughs> True. I like that, Harry. So five takeaways from John Bolton's book. Thank you to Audible. I downloaded the book. I'm boring like that. I like politics. I also reserve the book. Uh, by uh, Mary Trump. I forgot what the title is called. If anybody wants to look that up, that'd be great. Um, but Mary Trump's book comes out July 28th. I have that on pre-order on Audible as well. I'm trying to train my ears to listen to audiobooks. I still love reading, don't get me wrong. But there's some things I like to just go enjoy in the yard and just like listen to a little bit, especially this. So let's get into that real quick. The five takeaways. Trump obsessed about a photo op with North Korea's Kim had special gift for him. Yes, I'm actually in that chapter. It is called uh, something with Singapore, Chapter 5, and it's all about the North Korea summit. And basically, to make that story short, it was a photo op. There was no denuclearization. There was no assurances there would be denuclearization. There was no declaration of the South Korean war being over between North Korea and South Korea. Moon was over the moon, their, uh, their, uh, sorry, their leader in South Korea. So he was in for the photo op. So everything was basically... They, they traded off hostages, those three hostages, with Mike Pompeo, our uh, state, uh, sorry, our Secretary of State, and uh, yeah, nothing. Basically, nothing changed from North Korea. That's it. That, that he took a picture with uh, Kim Jong Un. Uh, Dennis Rodman did the same thing, and nothing happened. So thank you. So now you legitimize. If you ever watch House of Cards, or if you ever watch any diplomacy show, Oscar, anything, or like West Wing, who knows? Whatever you yep. want to watch. You legitimize a president or the dictator, even with uh, Sasha Bora Cohen. You mm-hmm. legitimize a leader whenever another president of a legitimized country goes and meets with another president that legitimizes their country. So that's all he did. Good so boy. thanks. Good job. Um, the next takeaway. <laughs> the next ca- takeaway. Oh, that's the name of the book. Could you tell us the name of the book, Harry? The name of the book is Too Much and Never Enough, colon, how my family created the world's most dangerous man. Cool. By Mary Thank Trump. Thank you for the colon, Harry. I like that. All right, that's the book by Mary Trump. Thank you so much. Trump defended Saudi Crown Prince to distract from daughter Ivanka's use of personal email account. This one will be a little shorter. Basically, what about our emails? Hillary Clinton. They gave that whole big shit with James Comey the day before the election, basically made her lose the election. There was a lot of, you know, a lot of interceptions she threw, but that was the last one. And it was very unnecessary. It was like, God damn, it was like a scrum, like a rugby scrum. But Saudi Arabia is our number one ally other than Israel in the Middle East. And we let them get away with all types of shit. They fucking behead people all the time. And that journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, that was murdered by, it was a journalist, sorry. And, uh, 
Bolton says in order to cover up that mistake, he let that go in order to get away from Ivanka Trump using a personal email to uh, to exchange with diplomats, with all types of foreign things. The same thing they accuse Hillary Clinton of doing. So two wrongs don't make a right. I, I don't even know. These are two wrongs that didn't even go right at all. So next, Trump pleading with China's Z for re-election help, including backing concentration camps. Yes, in China, not a humanitarian place whatsoever, by the way. Um, I love my Chinese brethren. I love Chinese people, but the government is very corrupt over there. And they have camps to re-educate Muslims. They have concentration camps of Muslim people, and they are re-educating them into their society, into the communists, into their religious base, Buddhism, whatever. So they do not believe in Muslim faith over there. They believe it to be an extremist religion. So they are setting up concentration camps. Trump saw this, and he was trying to negotiate a deal where, because the farmers are the ones being hit hardest with the tariffs during this Chinese uh, trade war, the uh, he tried to say, yo, buy some of our agriculture because that will get me reelected. Is that the most illegal thing on earth? No, but like, why are you, it's basically asking for election help from another uh, world official. Making so he side saw deals all over. And Bolton saw this, what'd you say? Making side deals all over. Yep, exactly. So Bolton saw this and he was like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen a president take a blind eye to a concentration camp first. And he said, I've also never seen him negotiate with another because he's worked in two Bush campaigns, John Bolton. He was a U.N. ambassador for the last Bush. And he was just like, I never saw I never saw a president do things based on calculations of how to get reelected. And it was based off that. So then we have Bolton blames him not testifying on Democrats, accusing them of impeachment malpractice. He does say that in the book. I don't agree with him. Um, a lot of people have been saying that he's been doing this for money. And I basically agree because he definitely could have testified. Was it sloppy? Of course it was. But does everything he do, like as much as I like him, he is he's on the wrong side of history on a lot of things, including Iraq, which he has never admitted he was wrong. So he was one of the leaders in that with the world, with the WMDs. And yes, do we need people that are hawkish in war in order to like, you know, be to have that balance? Yes. But he's a very extreme version of it. To move on, we have Trump created a toxic White House environment and AIDS mocked him behind his back. Pompeo, John Kelly, Nikki uh, Haley. Actually, there's a part in the book where John Kelly calls Nikki Haley the South Carolina former governor, and she was state. Uh, um, she was Secretary of State also. No, UN ambassador. Sorry, UN ambassador. Called her a cunt in front of everybody. Said, you're nothing but a cunt, and don't you ever forget that. John Bolton wasn't there for the conversation, but Trump told him that people said that, and he was laughing about it how dare you she's a nice lady as a matter of fact there's another part in the book where this person within his administration did something wrong but because mccain called it out he doesn't like mccain he kept the person in the administration and bolton goes if that happened anywhere else where they just like land base of the person that person would be out of the administration for not apologizing mccain but because he didn't like mccain he let it go down not up in here and that is what the fuck happened with john bolton's book uh, one more thing, the Russian killing U.S. soldiers. We don't have enough information about that, but there's enough to call a treasonous act. Basically, the Taliban was hired by Russian officials to take out some of our U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. We're going to hear more about that. Obviously, that's treasonous. If you agree that it's treason, head over to his Twitter 
and get on fucking get a hashtag treason 45 or traitor trump do it yeah blame the russians is actually trending also right now what are they trending um blame the russians is trending because of all of that bless you with, with what's oh, going on as a counter yeah we should include that my bad so also oh, blame China too for Wuhan for the for the virus. So basically blame every country but us. Yeah, that's yep. very American. Very American. What the fuck did I hear? What the fuck did I hear? What the fuck? What the fuck? And I'm gonna let my my cohorts lead this, guys, because I didn't really listen to too much new music this week. Go for it. So yeah, I personally I've listened to this uh, song West Side Stupid by Uncle Lee T F and Schoolboy Q. Now I'm a big fan of Schoolboy Q because of Mac Miller, so I decided to check this song out. I'm not good at remembering how the song goes, but I remember it was a really dope song, something to chill to. I quite enjoyed it. And then there was My Bloody Valentine by MGK and Travis Barker. Now we all know Travis Barker doesn't sing, but he's a dope drummer. He always gets a feature no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's a dope song. I personally feel like MGK is better at rap rock, kind of like Gym Class Heroes, except he's not as soft. Gym class heroes awesome time. That's basically all I listen to. All right, go for it, Oscar. Yeah, so I actually listened to the album by uh, Tiana Taylor. Now, if every if anybody's listened to it, the first the intro to this album is is incredible. Now, if as anybody knows, you know she's married to Amon Shumpert from the, um, when he from back in the day. But it's really amazing what they do on that first intro. It's actually the nine one one call when he delivered his baby in the house and he's being walked. Yeah. And he is, he's being walked through, um, you know, through on the phone call of what to do with the umbilical cord. It's, it's really incredible. So you, I'm listening to it and I'm like, wait, is this a skit or is this actually happening in real time? So it was really incredible. After I listened to the album, I actually looked it up and it was, it was all that phone call. So that's incredible because as a father, to be put in that situation where you have to do everything until, you know, the ambulance comes and you have to make sure your wife and your baby are safe. That was incredible. And it's like, it's really real how it touches you as a father. And just, you know, even if you don't have any kids, it's, it's incredible to hear that experience firsthand, but you know, she's on good music. And this was one of those albums that she had a bunch of features. She has Rick Ross, Erica Badu, Quavo, Mickey Elliott. Good music is Kanye West's uh, record label uh, president, Pusha T. Mm-hmm. So she has um, she has a bunch of great uh, collaborations with, like I was saying, um, um, Rick Ross, Erica Badu, uh, Quavo, Missy Elliott, Kehlani, one of my other favorite um, R&B artists. Um, she has she the last album with the seven tracks when it was during that whole, because she complained about that release that she yeah. didn't get it. So that was um that was also on good music and she complained about that because it was very short you know it wasn't her vision and they, there were even rumors that a lot of her funding from that album were, was going to other albums on good music during that time so it, it, i don't want to say it was a flop but it isn't what this one is now with this nice. one it's it's so much better she's really talented yeah. and you know if you're gonna sit through this i'll just give you a warning it's 23 tracks so, so okay with it I mean, and it's, sometimes it's, you just, I like that sometimes because I get to pick the songs I like and then I put it yeah. in my playlist because I'm not going to listen to the album like, unless it's yeah. like, you're right, unless it's shorter and it's really that good. But most of the time, even it's like a really, really good album, I still, I still pick, I still pick the songs I really like and put them in another playlist. 
So, you know, if you want to go listen to her, she, she, you know, it's about her life experiences. We can all relate to relationships, what we've been through. So it's amazing. I, I actually really liked it and enjoyed it. Nice. All right. Go Tiana Taylor. All right. We'll close the, uh, the music section with Dixie Chicks and Lady Antebellum. Their new names are the Chicks and Lady A. As a matter of fact, there is a New Zealand band called Lady A that called out Antebellum for that. Now, if you're uh, wondering why they changed these names, it's part of the times. Uh, Dixie Chicks wanted to meet the times. Did they need to do this? Of course not. Same thing with Gone with the Wind. Did they mean an intro for that? I think so, but there's, it's debatable. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's happening. It's happening. The movement, whether you like it or not, there are people that are just not that just do not want white supremacy representing this country anymore. And uh, do white people have a say in this country? Of course they do. Do Europeans, do people, whatever. We're not going to get into all that. But the Dixie Chicks, Dixie Democrats, Dixie Democrats and Dixiecrats were the Southern Democrats. Not to say that they're not like totally not racist anymore, but when they were at their peak with racism with the KKK and all that kind of stuff, uh, Robert E. Lee, all those Confederate soldiers, that is when... <clears throat> That is when uh, they were called the Dixocrats. So they don't want to be associated with that. So now they're called the Chicks. And they've always been political. So you can't like jump on the wagon and be, they're the ones that called out Bush a long time ago. Mm-hmm. They've taken a lot of hits for being very progressive. They probably have lost a lot of money for being very progressive. But they've also established themselves as that kind of a band. So they know where their money is. Uh, like I said, Lady Antebellum. Antebellum is the Antebellum South. Um, you can uh, hear about that a lot in, like I said, Gone with the Wind. Antebellum South is basically the South before the Civil War. It's like a kind of a fantasy period So uh, for anybody that was racist. So now their name is Lady A. And like I said, in New Zealand, there was already a band now. Now they co-share that name. That's pretty cool, man. They got the permission, too, from the old band. So I yeah. think that's really cool. So let's get on to what we watch. What the fuck did I watch? Ta-da! Harry, tell us about the show High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz. So basically, uh, High Fidelity is about Zoe Kravitz' character where she's, like, obsessed with trying to find her. Like, she recently breaks up with, like, her most recent love. And uh, she's just going through her days owning a music shop, trying to figure out. I still think she's trying to figure out who she is as a person because she's so hung up on her past relationships that she's afraid to move forward. At least that's what I've got from the show. It's a great show. Zoe Kravitz is hot as shit, like always. She got her G's from her mom for sure. <laughs> yeah. And Shout out to Lisa Bonet. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Shout out to Lisa Bonet. That's right. She was in the original in 2000. Uh, Harry corrected me during the pre-meeting. Uh, it is a book by Nick Hornby, not by Shakespeare. I thought it was by Shakespeare. I guess I was talking about another Shakespeare book, but High Fidelity is a great, I never read the book, but I heard it's a great book. The movie is fantastic with John, with John Cusack. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, Lisa Bonet, there's so many celebrities in that movie, actually. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to watch it again. I'm only up to episode six of High Fidelity. My least favorite episode, I'm only saying that because actually the show, like Harry said, is very, very good. I like it a lot. It's very modern. The, the soundtrack is amazing. Most of it's from like the, the late 80s, early 90s. Very, very good. Very on, t- on topic. Very, very awesome. But kind of political show, that, too. What? They get a little political on the show, too. There's no way not to be political nowadays. Yeah. Like I said, it's a very, right now, we represent the 60s. Right now, the, the, 2010, the 2020s are very like roaring 20s, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's no way not to be political in these times. And we can catch it on Hulu also, right? Yes. yes on Hulu. All on Hulu. episodes streaming at once. 
Perfect. And the High Fidelity movie is actually not on streaming right now. Uh, you would have to torrent that. You didn't hear that from me. But, uh, <laughs> or buy the movie if you have that kind of money. That's true. That's true. Go buy the Blu-ray, VHS, whatever your heart can, whatever, whatever outdated system you have. Who gives a shit? Betamax. Right. right. Uh, speaking of pirating, uh, my a person I went to high school with, my high school, sorry, college with. Her name is Chinoye, and uh, big ups to her. Uh, she won the, the. She's the first black woman ever in history to win the governor's award at the Sundance Music Festival. I mean, sorry, wow. movie festival, film festival. Very impressive. When I worked in news, I brought that up in a pitch meeting, and I thought that I knew her well enough to try to take advantage of that uh, connection. I clearly did not because I reached out to agents. Um, all types of things. They totally gave me the runaround. Uh, she would not reach out to me. As a matter of fact, there was a friend that I reintroduced their friendship. They were on the outs. And I was like, oh, that's not cool, blah, blah, blah. So then I got them back to, not, it wasn't like solely me, but I was like, yeah, I'll talk to Chino, yeah, like, you know, I'll make sure you guys are cool. They're cool now. So then, so there's no need for me anymore. So when I asked that girl, I was like, yo, could you like reach out to Chino? Yeah, I'm trying to like get this interview popping with my, my company that I work with. And she goes, that's not my job. I'm not. And so I'm like, oh, for real? I blocked that bitch. I blocked that bitch. I was like, fuck that. I was like, no, seriously. I was like, yo, this is my job. Like, I like, are you sure? Like, we're not friends if like you're going to be in the way of my job. You're going to be in the way that I get my money. We're not friends. Sorry. So, and definitely not sorry, actually. So Clemency, a very good movie. Stars, uh, and again, very congratulations. I am not in that stage in my life. I'm very impressed by this. Um, even though, and I, I torrented it, by the way, because she's salty. You know, like, why are you going to do that to me? So I'm not paying for your movie, even though it's very good. It's very good. You're supporting. Uh, You're supporting. That's all that matters. Exactly. Um, oh, damn. Who's in it? Harry, could you give me the cast? Yes. So Clemency is about a warden, and uh, she basically deals with a lot of uh, Clemency. And uh, that's basically when the governor comes in and reprieves you of your death sentence. So it's like there's a particular case that she focuses on and you get to see all the nasty details like the the, the uh, lethal injection. There's a botched one in one of the scenes. It's nasty. So it's like anything you would see like Orange is the New Black or any mm -hmm. of those type of shows but it's in the perspective of a female black warden. And where does that stream on? This that is not on streaming yet. That is uh, still, I, it was in movie theaters a little while. It was a very independent film so it's not, okay. I don't think it's everywhere yet. Harry, who is the main uh, actors? I forgot her name. I love her. Uh, her name is Alfred Woodward. Uh, Alfred Woodard. My bad. Legendary actress, Academy Award nominee also. My fault. Alfred Woodard. Sorry about that. Not worthy. All right, let's move on. Let's keep this quick. Jenny Slate, Kristen Bell, and Mike Henry have stepped down from their longtime roles. Well, actually, some of them were new, recent, actually. Jenny Slate from Big Mouth, Kristen Bell from mm -hmm. Central Park. Cleveland from 20 years, uh, played by Mike Henry. They all stepped down. So my thinking, I'm going to get your uh, thoughts on it too. My thinking is in a perfect world, we can all voice whoever we want, but we don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a post-racial society. So in actuality, unfortunately, when a white person takes a brown or minority person's uh, voice, even a woman, even on Bob's Burger, when mm -hmm. a female is impersonating a female, cool, all great. This is acting. This is creativity. You want that. But in this world that we live in, where people, where we live in white supremacy, when you take that, the, the person of color, you are eliminating because they don't get that much general market job. General market means that you are the mass audience. 
that you're not particular to a, a market like a black market, a Latino market, a Jewish market or female market. Those are not centric. You are literally talking to everybody. Minorities don't get those roles, even in voiceover. So when you take that role away from them, you're limiting their work. So that's why they're doing that. It's not that like they don't want black, like, you know, we, you want that. You want people, that's what acting's all about. Even like playing different roles. But until mm-hmm. we get that part, well, we all like, like when we all could get roles, like we all have a shot to just show our talent, the opportunities there. Stuff like this has got to happen. Tell me how you feel about that, guys. Well, fun fact, there have been some black people who have voiced some white actors. Yes. Like Chris mm-hmm. Summers, she's the voice of Penny from um, Inspector Gadget. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even know her from, like, you know, Susie and all mm-hmm. that, all the good – All she was basically the black female voice for every character in every cartoon growing up. But she voiced some white people. Also the guy who voiced um, Cleveland Jr., he voiced a couple white people, you know. So it's like yeah. everybody should be a voice. It's a voice. Like people trying to get upset of who's doing the voice. It's yeah. a character. And I, and I agree with you on that point, Harry. And that's great too. But like, you know, like Vince was saying, one thing is we have to give these opportunities to, to you know, those to everybody. And it's about equal opportunities. And it's really highly commendable that these roles that have been around for years, the fact that they're stepping down will push Hollywood and mainstream to get, you know, to get other people into it. You know, Vince, you've been trying to do voice acting for a while also, you know, on your website, you have all, all of your stuff. Who knows, maybe, yeah, and who knows, maybe this will open the door for other minorities who are trying to get in there. So I mean, I'm cool with it too. It's just, you know, like those, mm-hmm. they don't have, it doesn't have to necessarily be, they don't have, black people don't necessarily voice black people. They should be able yeah. to voice whoever they want. Exactly. It's like, okay, this white person voices a black person. Let's get a white let's get a black person voice a white guy anyway. So like, you know, switch it up. I feel like voice over work should be done by everybody. Opportunities equal, Harry. Yeah. If the opportunities equal. Like I said, like black voiceovers don't get that much work. So if you're gonna go get their black voice, you're gonna go take their job and then not give them a general market job, it's not equal. True. So I hear you. I want that. I want exactly what you want in a utopian world, but we're nowhere near that. We're nowhere near yep. that. Like voiceover they do. They don't give a lot of voiceover jobs to minorities. The big ones, yes, you're right. James Earl Jones, Morgan Freeman, but that's the same argument with like the Barack Obama. Like, well, we're not racist because we got one black president. You're talking about the major. How many how many mid tier commercials do you hear, Harry, or even mid tier cartoons? And most of them are voiced by white people. So when yep. Jenny Slate steps down, when Kristen Spell slips down, that's even white privilege themselves because if they were struggling, they wouldn't step down. These guys yeah. have made a lot of money off those voices. A and lot the of fact money. That, and the fact that they're stepping down show, is showing mainstream Hollywood. Look, I, I don't actually need this job right now. I'm, I'm good without it. You guys should look into hiring minorities, giving them that equal opportunity so, so we can all get that equal treatment. You know, I, I would love for, for Vince to get a job um, as a voice actor, you know. One day. So, what yeah. we need to do is before we're watching. That's what it is. If more people watch foreign films, that because there's so many foreign films that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. And it's like America has taken up movies and like entertainment, and that's what needs to change. Sure. America is right. controlling our entertainment. Tell us real quick about uh, Batman. What is he going to do? What is Michael Keaton doing for uh, the Flashpoint series? So I'll, I'll give you this. So uh, Warner Brothers, um, about for the past two weeks, they've been in talks with Michael Keaton. They're trying to bring him back. You know, he's obviously a lot older. This is 30 years in the making where they're trying to get him to come back to this amazing role. Um, he was in Batman in 1999 and then Batman Returns. So now um, what they're basically trying to do is they're going to get, they're going to finally do the Flashpoint Paradox movie. 
that's an animated movie that came out in 2013 and this is amazing because that's one of those um animated movies that's very grown when you watch it and you're like holy shit my writers of uh, spider-man homecoming yes Yes, so this is going to be incredible. You're going to get Michael Keaton back. You're going to get Ezra Miller. And you're going to open up the multiverse of what DC started in the comics. And <laughs> once you, once Hold you on, get to before see I correct, that... Hold on, I need to correct ahead. you. They did it first on the TV show. The Arrowverse were the first one to do that. They incorporated the Titan show, incorporated yes. every single... They even incorporated... Ezra Miller was in the Flash mm-hmm. TV show. So they already... So he's already time-traveling according to yeah. like the multiverse exists already and yes and he actually does show up um in the 1989 um where you have Arliss. um i don't know his uh his actual name from the show but he was in that movie he's he's actually makes a cameo in that and he yeah, goes into it you also they also had kevin conroy come and do the bruce wayne character as the older one but now this role um with the with they're in talks with uh, michael keen is that it'll, it'll be similar to samuel l jackson where he'll have cameo roles across the whole timeline. So that'll Nick be Fury. pretty cool. Yeah. So well, we detail now, guys. Our freaking fans need to know. You guys keep talking to people like they know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yes, Nick Fury. Uh, I actually, I like it and I don't like it. Not that I don't like it. I actually mm-hmm. am skeptical more than I don't like it. I love Michael Keaton. I, that, that's my favorite Batman. It's my favorite Bruce Wayne. It's my favorite Batman series. I love Dark Knight. I think Dark Knight is better than the Tim Burton movies, but I think as a franchise, uh, Tim Burton is better. And as far as like, as far as like emulating the comics, emulating the persona of Batman, Tim Burton did it the best. But I also think that Flashpoint. I think this is a sign that the uh, they need a uh, they're in desperation because at Flashpoint has been getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention, and it's supposed to save the DC series along with Aquaman. Aquaman did a very good job and Wonder Woman. So it's, it's in a very thin ice. So what it's telling me is they need something big, something splashy because they're struggling. Mm-hmm. So to me, to go, that, to me, that's like a Hail Mary going to get Michael. They P. need a way to yeah. change the timeline. That's basically what Flashpoint Paradox is. It's basically, exactly. yeah, it just changes the whole timeline. True. Cool. We will see. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did I play? That was legitness. And real quick, Star Wars Battlefront 2, free on PS Plus. It's a very good game. It's basically like Call of Duty, but with Star Wars playable characters. They have the campaign with Kylo Ren and a lot of bunch of other people that you've never really heard of. Go get that. And if you also like Call of Duty, there's Call of Duty Warzone. That is the other PS Plus. So if you have PlayStation Plus, the internet version of Xbox Gold membership, if you have that, you can go download those games for free. Oscar, tell us about Fortnite. Please, but hold up before you do. Remember, Fortnite had the Travis Scott concert, Steve Aoki, uh, Dylan Francis, and now they have moved on to. Now they're um, they're in partnership with Christopher Nolan, and they on June twenty sixth they started airing his movies. We had Which Inception, so we had Inception on June twenty sixth. Um, it aired, you know, and uh, it, this is all for numbers, obviously. Um, for the Travis Scott concert, that actually pulled in twenty eight million um, views, and that's incredible. Yeah. So That's you know, cool. um, I actually started playing Fortnite with my daughters, um, and I'm I'm not a, I'm not really good right now, to be honest with you. I can't build for shit, but it's 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 very highly entertaining. You know, you do something with your kids, you can play uh, online with everybody. So it's pretty cool. Some hoops with so whatever. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, this is pretty cool. If you know, if you want to watch a movie through a screen. On a screen, you know, it's up to you because exactly. that's exactly what it is. Right there, it's like exactly. picture, so, picture. 
Yeah, so you know, it's pretty cool. You get you get into the world and you're like you see people actually just there looking up and it, it's something, you know, it's, it's something that that's cool. new. Yeah. Harry, do you play Fortnite? I used to, but then like I'm over Fortnite's lane. Fortnite is whack. And because I suck, <laughs> you know? You heard it there, guys. You heard it here first. Harry sucks at Fortnite. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And and you know what I, I I actually I was never a big fan but what I really liked is when you play with certain uh you know with more than more than two people it's actually it becomes fun because you're going around you get to you know just own everybody especially when you team up with a group of four people you just you go kick everybody's ass. I feel you. I feel you. So you started playing The Last of Us. So real quick, it's the fastest selling uh, PS4 game of all time. Before that, UK uh, it broke the UK record, but now it's the global record. And so now you have I've, I've been playing The Last of Us Part 2. It's been giving me heart attacks. And as a matter of fact, I'm very sad right now because there's major characters just getting blown away, just like fucking uh, Walking Dead. So fucking uh, tell us about your experience with the first one, which was a classic. Yeah, um, I you know I, I downloaded the first. It's only 20 bucks. So I was like, you know what? Get it. I I played the intro. Um, I'm about three hours. Get it. It's so dope. Uh, you know, the, that intro will blow you away. It's an incredible cinema. cinema t- cinematography in this game is incredible it's a beautiful game i have never played anything that the intro almost had me in tears where i was looking around i had to pause it walk away collect my thoughts because it just touched me that much as a father and as just an individual if that ever happened in our fucking world yeah so and you know it's it starts with uh with the virus pandemic which we're going through right now which is the fungus yeah yeah, so it's incredible. You know, I'm looking forward to playing it more. I, I have been playing it with my headphones on, which is, it really, really submerges you into the game. And it's something that I, I, I was actually very hesitant to play it because I heard all the hype, but it's it's worth every every fucking 20, all those $20 I paid. I, it's incredible. I feel like I'm getting a deal. And it's probably not even fair to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Fuck it. Which one's better? Resident Evil or Last of Us? All right. So look, remember, I'm still just three hours into The Last of Us. The Last of Us is highly different. (laughs) So the biggest difference that I will tell you about this one, this is actually more about strategy and not just going around fucking shooting everything. So that, yeah. So this is really cool because you're one move and you're fucking dead, you know? And and that's something that you're like, oh man, like you have to really think about what you're going to do. And it's, it's something that really makes you think if you're really out there in that world where you're fighting these things and I don't want to spoil much of it, but it, it, the first part, everybody's probably played that. So. No, don't tell it. Don't tell it. It's really good, dude. It's really good. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying right. it. So let's wrap that up. Actually, I had a question for Harry, but I forgot it. Oh, well. What the fuck did I say? All right, guys. Uh, last week, I forgot to talk about... Oh, that was a question. Um, Harry, tell everybody what I got wrong in last week's What the Fuck Did uh, I Play? Oh, With, uh, Ellen Page is not in The Last of Us. That's right. Who is it? Who's the voice of The Last of Us? I did not look that up. Who, but, what video game did that Ellen Page actually appear in? Uh, well, I just had it. Body Souls or something like that? Or... Yeah, it was. Um, uh, I never played that game. That's why I'm not very up on it, guys. Yeah, I can't really find it right now. Let's just let's go to the next topic. 
Beyond cool. Two Souls. There you go. Beyond Two Souls. Cool. And if you yeah. find uh, what voice she, what voices for Ellie on The Last of Us, which again we will be talking about in the future on uh, What the Fuck Did I Watch? Because the show is being developed on HBO, which is going to be super fire. Yeah. I don't watch zombie shows anymore, but I'm definitely going to be watching that one. And I guess they're zombies. I can't. They're not really zombies, by the way. They're like fungi, like freaking, like integrated people, whatever. So, and the voice is actually, and the voice is actually um Ashley Johnson. Um, that voice is Ellie. That's right. Thank you guys. I really appreciate that. So, and that's perfect actually because the phrase of the week is "say no more," which is "say less." And I've actually been hearing that a lot more. Lately, I've never really heard say less until like maybe the last like four years. So basically, if me and Oscar are talking and Oscar has something that I agree with, like Oscar goes, hey, Vince, I got this great idea for the show, blah, blah, blah. And it's something that I agreed with a year ago. I'll be like, you, you could, the original saying is say no more. But now you can just be like, say less. And someone said that to me and I'm like, say less. Like, don't bother me. Say less. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't talk to me like that. I'm like, and then I said to myself, like, oh, you agree with me before I even said anything. Say less. So a good example before we get to both of your examples is, uh, and it's very generic. We're not going to get too specific because I don't even remember what I was ranting about. But it was something political probably. And I was commenting, I was replying to a comment on Facebook, and I wrote, like, this huge fucking decree. Like, I was like. Like, I was, like, coming down, like, about to make, like, a decoration and shit. Like, somebody was going to, like, go publish it or something. Like, I don't even know. And nobody was going to publish it. Nobody gave a fuck about what I said. It was probably going to get, like, a couple hundred likes, maybe. Not even a hundred. Probably, like, 15. It wasn't even that cool. So, anyway, I I pressed the back button by accident on my phone, and it erased the whole thing. And maybe, like, ten years ago, I would have been, like, so tight about those things. But I actually was relieved. Because uh, Oscar was telling us last week that um, that you know some of his neighbors he's been beefing with on Facebook, and as as exhilarating as like you know, and as much peace as that you would think that would bring you to tell the truth to the people that you inhabit take the world with, like your neighbors, you would think that like you guys would see the same page on some issues and stuff like that. No, mm-hmm. it becomes a little heartbreaking because not only do you know that like these people exist now within your vicinity, but you know that they're never going to change. And it, it sometimes it becomes like a Pandora's box. So sometimes, so like I said, the episode this week is say less. Sometimes we just gotta say less. Yeah, you know, like I was telling you guys earlier this week, um, I decided to go and question a certain thing, a rally about cops in Middle Village, and it opened Pandora's box. Like you said, it was um, mine was the fourth comment, and all I did was simply ask, "What's the purpose of this?" You know, um, they're going around sh- shouting, supporting cops, but right now, you know, in, in are they trying to go up against the Black Lives Movement? So I questioned it. You know, um, I got a lot of hatred on there. I got a lot of people calling me names. And, you know, it was just a back and forth. I was just trying to get get to know what, what people were trying to explain to me about what the purpose of it was. Um, you know, some people actually finally would agree with me. And I would get them to say, you know, Black Lives Do Matter. Because that was my whole purpose of me getting on there and, and giving them my point of view as a minority who lives in a predominant white neighborhood, very European. I mean, Vince, you've been here multiple times. You see American flags all, all over my neighborhood. And not that there's nothing wrong with it, but it's also, you know, I've walked down the street, especially the last three months with my big ass fro. And, you know, people look at me sideways, you know, so. We were just talking about that. And even what I was talking about in the pre-meeting was racist because 
you can't even be who you want to be. We're always talking about appearances and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're talking about say less and even like be less. And it's really unfortunate. And I've talked about this. We talked about it with my granddaddy. I said that you, even as you, like you're a minority yourself, you have to be three times better. Like if you were going against, let's say like you were going against an elected official in your neighborhood and he was, look up, Oscar. <laughs> when I try to get screenshots for the YouTube, man, I can't, I can never get a good one because they're always looking down. <laughs> so, um, when these guys, uh, sorry, when you are, let's say you're an elected official going against someone in the block, blah, blah, blah. They will, damn, I forgot my point. <laughs> I forgot my point. So basically you gotta say less. So I guess that's the point of this whole fucking thing, man. You gotta like, you can't, you can't expose yourself too much. So, um, and I actually was looking for an example, but I can't find it. Oh, here it goes. This is what we'll out with. And these are the people that we're usually talking to online. And this is who I'm trying to avoid. And then we'll get to our outros. Hi, I'm a white dude who likes to play devil's advocate because other people's struggles are theoretical to me. It's fun to debate their right to equality. While we're here, I would like to come center my voice and perspectives about a cause that means nothing to me. I'm here to take up all the oxygen in the room and exhaust people who are trying to fight against injustice so we can maintain the status quo, which serves me. I have no interest in learning. Your frustration is my ultimate goal. And I'm sure Oscar was talking to a lot of people like that in his chat room. I've been talking to people like that in the Red Sox, Cleveland Indians, uh, Chicago Blackhawks. I've been in their comment sections and they have been hating me. They've been giving me death threats. They've been telling things about my mom saying like she drank when she was pregnant with me, but whatever. So that's my point. Uh, Those people just say less. I got to say less. You should say less. I should say less. Not say less, like, but more substance. Give us something that we should hear, not just a bunch of garbage. Let's do the outro. Oscar has a new page. It is called Osamalo underscore art. And you should go check that out because he is evolving his art skills and he's doing a wonderful job. He's doing the artwork for the show and he's going to expand, even for his own collection. Like, who knows, man? We need to up each other's game. Uh, so we have Twitter, keep up NY, Twitch, keep up NYC, Instagram, keep up NYC, Patreon. We'll get some content on there very soon. Keep up podcast. We're also developing some merch. Facebook, keep up, shut up. You can follow me personally on Still Insane on IG and Twitter. You can also find Oslamalo and his artwork on Oslamalo underscore art or you can go to his personal page and bother him and if you're one of his neighbors not joking <laughs> um, who knows if you even bump into this shit um, like I said our moderator engineer John his IG is Thundercat with a K John.TTV he's the only one of us representing on Twitch right now we're gonna get on that too with him but please go follow him Sir Boom TV all his people out there Astro Black Get on that. Neil, if you need a computer, if you need a fix quick and you're in the tri-state area, if you're in Long Island, Neil will fix your computer. That is NS Tech. He is on Instagram. And that's it. So, you better. Oh, where the fuck is my outro? Whatever. <laughs> you better look, shut the fuck up. Listen up. And keep up. With Oslamalo. It's still insane. Over and out, homies. Peace, bitches.